Okay, good evening everyone. So, in light of the, the tragedy, and some people could find that it's hard to, hard to learn, hard to eat, hard to do anything, and, and get your mind off of uh, Eretz Yisrael. We shouldn't take our mind off of what's going on. Ta'achinu b'nei Yisrael. We're all mishpacha. The Ramam says in Hilcha that if a person uh, is parish menat sibar, and the example he gives is he doesn't join them in their tsar. So we know when we're bitzar, it's hard to hard to learn Tyra. But just maybe a, a word I heard from Rav Shlita, he said that when his father was in Auschwitz, he he found out that the Kleisenberger Rebbe was in the next door, the next bunker, and he risked his life to go there. And he met the Kleisenberger Rebbe, and the Kleisenberger Rebbe told him, "If you think it's going to help you to be here, it's, it's not going to help you." But he said that. If I'm if I'm in the bunker with you, at least I in the barrack with you, at least I could uh, we could talk and learning. And he said, Ingela, don't you realize you're in Auschwitz and you want to talk and learning? So he said, if we don't talk and learning, how are we going to survive? That's what he told the Kleisenberger Rebbe. So they they stayed together for many many years, and he gave him a bracha that all your children will be tremendous uh, marbitze taira. And in fact, many of uh, Rav Asher brothers are uh, marbitze taira in Canada, Eretz Yisrael. So. I just got that feeling today that if we don't we don't keep learning and we're just gonna read the news, then how are we going to survive? And during the Hishanas, we don't have the Mizbeach anymore. We circle the Tyrus. That's all we have. That's all we have. That's all we have to to, to fight. Uh, unless you're on the front lines, but for us in Chutzlar, it's obviously to care, to feel the Tsar, but to be a mechazik in the learning. So. We're going to move on to a different topic. The topic that uh, we will learn the next few weeks is the topic of Shaira B'Shabbos. Doing business on Shabbos. This is not a classic Chayshemish, but uh, halacha, but many areas of Chayshemish come up regarding Shlichas, regarding Kinyanim, and this is extremely relevant to many different businesses, as we will see. So we just learned the halachas of Chalamayid. So on Chalamayid, the Isra of Shaira on Chalamayid is an active uh, avoida. The Isra was if someone is involved actively, we said there's a Tirda, and he's going to take away from the Simchas Yantif, and there's an Isra of Shaira on Chalamayid. But on Shabbos, typically, of course, there's an active Isra as well, but typically the Shilas that come up are dealing in the realm of passive income and not necessarily active income. We know in the early 1900s, and maybe even the mid-1900s, until many laws were changed in America, and Yiddish businesses opened up, it was a tremendous challenge to keep Shabbos and make a Parnassah. We know the famous words of the Minchas HaLazar, Zetzal, in the 30s, that you should keep Shabbos and it will be good for you. And there are, there are many stories of those that sacrificed their well-being, so to say, their Parnassah, in order to keep Shabbos. And many of them have tremendous families. And it's, it was their mysterious nefesh for Shabbos. There was even a video going around today of a, of a kibbutz in the Negev, the, the one or one of a few kibbutzim that were not harmed right near Gaza was because their fence was, they, they, they shut down the city for Shabbos. If anybody visits Eretz Yisrael, many city, many of the kibbutzim, the gate is locked over Shabbos. No one's allowed to come in. If there's an emergency, you figure out how to get get through, but it's locked. And you see the, uh, the terrorists trying to get in on motorcycles. They realize it's locked and they heard gunshots and they ran away and nobody was harmed. The, uh, you see in our own eyes that uh, the Shmir Shabbos protects. 
Interestingly, historically, the Nisayan of Shabbos was a Nisayan of poverty. Those that had their own businesses, those that were wealthy, they didn't necessarily have the, the Nisayan of Shabbos. It was mostly in the shops and the factories, the lower end of the, of the financial spectrum. Today, for, most, for the most part, the Shaila of Shmir Shabbos is typically a Nisayan of Ashiras, where it's with business owners, those that own nursing homes, uh, small businesses or large businesses, service providers, where it's typically, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but typically you're dealing with a Shiloh of Ashiris, where on one hand one could say maybe find a different profession, maybe a person should work in a factory, but he doesn't have to work on Saturday or something like that. Typically it has to do with the Nisoyen of being a business owner, but it could be Nagea on multiple levels. But it's just in- interesting to point out that once again we have the Nisoyen of Shabbos in the financial world, and the person has to ask Shilas and see that they're doing things correctly. So there are several different halacha principles or Shilas that come up whenever a person is dealing with their business and Shabbos. Let's say a person was about to purchase a business. These are some of the, the items they should consider in their due diligence from a halacha standpoint. What are we going to do about these things? You don't want to end up calling a rav Friday afternoon, that first Shabbos after purchasing uh, the car wash. And now you're supposed to run on Shabbos. That's when people go for the car wash. And now you're going to have a shaila of of uh, owning a business on Shabbos. So in, in no particular order, I have about not, 10, 10 different halacha principles or shailas that come up. Number one is the shaila of schar Shabbos. And that's what we'll spend the next uh, 20 minutes talking about. That's the shaila of schar Shabbos, earning money on Shabbos, using Shabbos as a day to earn money. So anytime we're dealing with a business that operates 24-7, they are typically operating to earn money. It's, uh, they're in the income business. So wh- are you allowed to earn money? Use Shabbos as a day to earn money. Let's say you have a call center, you have a hospital, you have a nursing home, you have uh, a hotel, hospitality. You're earning money on Shabbos. What, what is the Shaila? When is it Mutter? And what is the Isra of Shachar Shabbos? There's a question of Shvisas Kalim, which those that learn the Mishnayis in the beginning of Shabbos know that for the most part, we Paskin, there's no Isra of Shvisas Kalim, but Let's keep that in mind when we go through the sugya, that perhaps a person's equipment have to be shut down on Shabbos. Who says you're allowed to have a, a vending machine be operating on Shabbos or a laundromat, car wash, where the equipment is operating on Shabbos? We have to touch upon the sugya of Shvisas Kalim. There's an iser, it's number three, uh, to have hana from Maisa Shabbos. Let's say someone did malacha on Shabbos, they did an iser, and now they earned money from it, or... Or the like, they, they, they're getting some Hanah from it, uh, something being done on Shabbos. The halacha is a person's not allowed to have Hanah from Maisa Shabbos. Rabbi Raz Mishlita once had a Shiloh where someone, uh, about Shuva, he received a tremendous Yerusha. And when he went through it, a lot of the, the money was coming from Isurim. So you have, you know, different categories of Isurim. Ribis de Raisa against, you know, charging Gideon, you're not allowed to keep. Ribbis de Rabbanon, you could. You have to go through the different shadows. Geneva, you have questions of Maisa Shabbos. So that's one of the points in Halacha. What do we do with Maisa Shabbos? There's a question regarding websites. What is the... Is there a Malacha de Raisa being done when someone clicks on a website, when you type in something? That that comes up in Hilchas Amir Lenachri, would come up in Lifna Iver, so to say, when we would want to know what happens, what is the malacha when a person writes or types? 
So we touched upon Amila Nachri just now, that a person cannot have a Nachri doing business. Let's say he's sitting in shul, but he has an assistant or a uh, colleague at work doing work for the business. So is typing a Malachad Raisa? Is it a Malachad Rabbanon? And again, there would, there would be a Nafkamina, let's say, B'makam Mitzvah, or B'makam Hafsid, B'makam, uh, I don't know, something. But their Rabbanons were much more Mako than by Isurim Daraisa. There's a question regarding Kinyanim on Shabbos. We have to touch upon what is a Kinyan? Is a purchase clicking yes? Clicking a one-click order, is that considered a Kinyan? Are you allowed to have a Kinyan Bichal on Shabbos? We know that we do not do Pidina Ben on Shabbos, so it seems like we do not make Kinyanim on Shabbos. So how are you allowed to list things on eBay, on Amazon, where the Kinyan is taking place on Shabbos between seller and buyer? If you are the seller... So a Kenyan is taking place. Isn't that like a handshake? Isn't that a Kenyan being done on Shabbos? You have the question of Marasayim. Let's say you have uh, Chaim's company, and everyone knows they did a closing on Yontif. They closed on a deal. So isn't that an issue of Marasayim? So you have to think about that. You have the Isra of Mecca Chumemcher in general, of Mincer Chavzech. A person is not allowed to do business on Shabbos. You have Zilus of the Shabbos, cause, you know, being Mezalzo Shabbos. Then, of course, whenever you're dealing with Yidin, you have to deal with the two Shilas of Lifnaiver. Are you, when you have Yidin at work in your company, are you allowed to uh, leave your business open on Shabbos? Even though, let's assume, many of the Goyim would have a Terim, a Dati but I can't have Yidin do, do Malacha on, on Shabbos. Or you could have an issue of Misayeah, even if it's not Lefneiver, it's their choice, but I'm aiding and abetting. And this could, the truth is, it comes up on Cholomite as well. Let's say you have a from business, a lot of from owners that have Yidin that work there who are non-affiliated, they will send out an email before. They'll say, oh, we're not, uh, the, the office is closed. So if you say the office is closed and nobody should work, so then that's very good. You're not, you're not telling them to work on, on Cholomite. And you're telling them not to, actually. You're saying the office is closed. But if a person says, everyone's entitled to do what they want. If you want to take off, you can take off. If you want to work, you can work. It doesn't bother me. So, so sometimes, depending on the heterium of Cholomite, maybe there's a Davra Avid or the like. But let's say it's not. It's all Harvacha, you have a sales team, and let's assume there's no existing clients, it's just Harvacha, they're trying to get new new business. Perhaps there'll be uh, Misayeya, or even if, they might even be Lifnaiver, because let's say you have a um, you have a real estate team. So, or you have an insurance, whatever the insurance or real estate, where you need to be licensed. And the, the from owner is the one who's licensed. His company has a license, and the employees do not have the ability to go out and prospect new clients unless they are licensed. They're not licensed, so they're, they're piggybacking off of the owner. So it's in the world of Lifnaiva and Misayeya, it's more noita to Lifnaiva, where they do not have the ability to do this isser with, if not for you. You're the one that's giving them the, the license to be, or the platform, let's say, to be able to do something. So then it runs into the question of Lifnaiva, which is a, ser- a much more serious issue, of deraisa versus when they could do it themselves, they don't need you to do it. They are simply just doing it, and you're helping them do it by being available or, or the like. That's only uh, isur misayeya. We know the gemara in the gemara in Zara gives the example of a nazir. You're passing wine to a nazir. A nazir is not allowed to drink wine. If you're on tre avri dinara, if you're on two sides of the river, then passing the wine is called lifneiver. If you are on the same side of the river where he could get it himself, he just asked me to pass it to him. So that's not Lifnaiver, but it would be an Isidra Abadan of Misayeya. So it's very important to know in any situation, if if the, the, the lawyer is, or whoever it is, if, if the licensed individual would tell you that you cannot work and he doesn't allow you to do something, 
and you're using his license to do something, so then if he doesn't, if he, if he's allowed, sorry, if he's allowing you to do it, and you're using his license, then how could he say it's Messiah? Will be the favor. He says it's only a, he can do it on Sunday too. He's not taking time. Now, so if he tells him the business is shut, business is closed, so then we're shutting down the business. Chalamayda, let's say Yantif. Chalamayda, a little more complicated. Let's say Yantif. Okay, Yantif. It's the right to work on Yantif. He says. He's working on my license, but I. But he doesn't have to work on Yantif. He can work on Sunday, Monday. So, the Bishar Shah Hayamim, the Shabbos, is not a line item. This is your Shabbos payment. That's Mutter, it's Havla. So, we could, we could assume that it's based on the fact that the whole thing's not a real strong Isser, you know, classic Zera, Takanis Chazal. It's more of a Xero Xero, which we keep, obviously. It's only Mishum Mecha Chememcha, which is also only a Isser So, Xero Mishum Mecha Chememcha would have to be based on how it looks, how it appears. But if it's swallowed up, Havla will be mutter. Meaning Havla wouldn't work for other... The, the concept of Havla we don't really find anywhere else. Only here that you're getting paid for Shabbos. You're Shomer Sacher. In Halacha, you got paid on Shabbos. And we all agree. If it was Ganav or Va'avad, he'd be Chayi Vachrayis because he's a Shomer Sacher for Shabbos. He's getting paid on Shabbos. But because it's a lump sum payment, then it's mutter, the Havla. That's the, that's the Gemara. And... That's how he paskin. Shulchan Aruch and Simon Shin Vav says it depends. If you uh, are hired for the day, in Achrayi Shabbos, a love, Hayis Chir Shabbos, Chir Chodesh, Chir Shonos, Chir Shavua, Noisin Lois Chir Shabbos, Lefika Achrayis Shabbos, a love. So I, I would say like this: that it's really a gzera that if you're able to view Shabbos as a day of work, then you might come to Mega Chemepra. That's that's the way Rashi learns it. So I don't want to call it. You know, Maris Ayan. I don't want to put it into the box of Maris Ayan, but let's borrow that concept of Maris Ayan that it's really based on appearance of what's going on here. The issue is to is to um, is to get paid. So you're not allowed to get paid for Shabbos. So when a person is only working on Shabbos, so in his mind I got paid for Shabbos. So he views Shabbos as a day of work. Versus someone who got hired for the week doesn't necessarily view Shabbos as a day of work. He got hired for a week. He did one long job. It also included to work on Shabbos, but that as a waiter or as a caterer party plan or whatever it is to think about it you know sometimes the caterer is the one that's working on Shabbos and that's their job it's very it's very uh it's interesting but in that case they got paid for Friday setting up they got paid for a whole a whole uh week so it was a job versus a day maybe that would be a a way to understand it if I'm getting paid for a week so it's not necessarily per day it's a job it's it's I'm getting paid for the week it's I'm hired for the week and I'm not necessarily hired for Shabbos even though technically you are. He's hired for Shabbos. He's considered a Shemir Sachar. In other purposes, he is a hired employee. But when it comes to the Sachar, Sachar Shabbos, he's allowed to take as long as it's... So he doesn't show up that Shabbos. He could take off his... So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Is that if he doesn't show up, so what does that show? That he was hired for Shabbos. But the truth is, we know that. We know he's hired for Shabbos. So let's see the other... Uh, let's see some more... Um, a little deeper into the sugya. Just two points before we jump into the circuit. Two points. One point is is um, the Isser is to take Schar Shabbos. To pay Schar Shabbos would not be an Isser of Schar Shabbos. We learned this several times already. That might be an Isser of... That, that is an Isser of Lifnaiver. You are causing this other person to get paid. To pay the babysitter for just working on Shabbos when there's no heter, that's Lifnaiver. Uh, there's a Shiloh, the Pischei Tshuva and Hilchus Ribbis. When he deals with Ribbis to Rabbanon, he talks about if someone does... Lifnei Iver on a Dirabonon, is that considered 
on the Raisa level because it was a Mikshal. Lifni Ivar Lasita Mikshal. I did a Mikshal. The same way I, I give someone bad directions according to Moshe Shining, that's also Lifni Ivar. So I, I put a Mikshal in front of you. This is a Mikshal of a Dirabadan, but I still put a Mikshal. So maybe that's Lifni Ivar. This is found in the Papulis Farm in Mechaschinoch and the Rabachan and Basserman. So that's how they talk about this. Is there an Issa Daraisa of Lifni Ivar when you do this? Let's say Schar Shabbos or Ribis Dirabadan. Another halacha to keep in mind that my father pointed out before. And that is that we know Masechtas Beya, for example, they used to have the stores open on Yantif. And people needed Yantif items. There was a question, how to put the uh, the Trisim back, what exactly the Shiloh was over there, Binyan Mikalim. So that's a Sugya in Shas. No one there says, one second, they're going to the store to get uh, grape juice that they ran out of grape juice on, uh, on Yantif, right? No, one's, no one says, oh, what about Schar Shabbos? Well, you're paying him after Shabbos. But the point is, he earned money on Shabbos. There was a transaction that took place, so to say. We'll have to talk about Kenyanim. But something happened on Shabbos. You went to the store, you took grape juice, and then after Shabbos, you're paying. But you're paying for, Shab- for a Shabbos act. All the Pisim come out, all the Pisim that someone's been flourished in the night of Yehuda, and no one seems to argue on this. It seems pushed that when it's a product, a good, a mekachum memchar, so there's no Isser Schar Shabbos. Schar Shabbos is only when a person is working, he's getting paid for the time, or it's a rental. You rented someone a car for two hours, so the rental, that's a Shabbos time. It's a time frame of Shabbos. Using Shabbos as a day, as a billable day, versus when you sell someone a bottle of grape juice, ignoring the muksa and all the money issues. But as far as Schar Shabbos, that's not a problem of Schar Shabbos. We spoke about that when we spoke about Anhilchas Chalamay. We spoke about this, that the Paiskim, the Rabbah says this, not like Rabbi, sorry, the Tila David says, as a Svarag, again, everyone agrees to this, his Svarag is that you could have paid after Shabbos. You could have purchased it after Shabbos. There's nothing special about the time of Shabbos. Uh, and perishable items, I'm, I'm sure you covered it. I hear. It could have gone on Friday, but it, it wasn't. Uh, I didn't use Shabbos as a day of business. I didn't need to use Shabbos as a day of business. Okay. That's his Svarag. One could argue in the Svarag, but either way, everyone agrees. There is no Isser Schar Shabbos when it comes to goods. There are many riots from, again, that sugya in, in Baya and other places where... Newspapers. Newspapers. They come on Shabbos? It comes, it, com- it comes, he wants to buy the newspaper in the place, right? He wants to pick it up. But he, he could have did the transaction before Shabbos. There was nothing, but, the time, he wasn't renting paper, anything. I hear, I don't know. Maybe in the Tila Dov, you, you have to start thinking about it. But either way, we Paskin, there is no Schar Shabbos when it comes to Mecca Chememcha. There's only an Isser Schar Shabbos when it comes to... Schirus, whether that's Schirus Poilim, hiring workers, or the time of Shabbos, you're renting a car, or even if you have a machine, let's say a vending machine, but that, we spoke about this, let's say a laundromat, where they're paying for the time, they're renting the machine for an hour, whatever, however long it takes, so that would be an answer, because you're using the time of Shabbos, versus when I sell you something, if I sell you a product, I'm not selling you the use, I'm just selling you the product, so then that would not be a problem of Schar Shabbos. You have other issues. Again, we have the whole list of potential Shilas. And it happens to me, usually Schar Shabbos is the least of the problems, as we'll see as we move on in, in the Halacha. Just by the way, the issue is rent, renting something. So the place can speak out. When you rent, when you borrow money, you're essentially renting money. That's the Chavis Yar You're renting money. So we're going to talk about, next we'll talk about interest, ribas, or, or heteriskas, when one of the days of Shabbos, when you borrow money from someone with a hetariska, you're paying him uh, interest. So you have the Shabbos questions there. Even a person that has a 
even if he's dealing with a non-Jewish bank, if he's the one that's earning the money on interest payments from his bank, from his U.S. Treasury, whatever it is, he's using Shabbos as a day of earning money. We'll have to figure out what to do with that. So we'll see the Ramayish Shuva Mertesh next week. Okay, so let's move on. So what is Havla? Does it simply mean if I got paid a lump sum at the end, it works? Let's say someone hired someone to babysit on Shabbos. And then after the Beisakal uh, girl babysat, you realize I can't pay her. It's Chayar Shabbos. So now I tell her, okay, you come back on Sunday. We'll hire you for Sunday night, and then we'll pay you a lump sum payment. Does that work? I originally told her, you're working just for Shabbos. So it doesn't work. And we'll see even more, uh, even a you know, more interesting situation where it still doesn't work to say this is a lump sum payment. So the Shulchan Aruch, the way he breaks it down, is that a person has to say that he's hired for the week, then he can get paid for the entire month, even though Shabbos is one of those days. But he should not say, this is like a din l'chatchila, he shouldn't say, give me my Shabbos earnings. He should say, give me the earnings that I earned for the week. That's what he says. The Ramah adds the following, let's say he hired him for the month, and he made a t'nai, so we're dealing with the balabasr. The employer says, I will pay you l'shalim l'koyan. I'm paying you at the end of every day, or based on every day. Kach v'kach. I'm giving you $100 a day, $500 a day, whatever it is. Mikri s'chir He's called the s'chir Because he told him, I'm paying you X amount per day. Now, seems like a, like a, you know, a chiddush. What's the difference? Either way, you're paying, you told him you're hiring him for the month. Paying him every day makes a difference. So the way the Morgan Avram explains is that since when you make a tenai, it's as if I'm telling you I have the right to let you go any day. There's no uh, employee rights here. I'm paying you at the end of every day. I plan on hiring you for the month. I'm just letting you know I'm paying you every day and you might not come back the next day. So it's as if you're hiring him day by day. So when you paid him Friday afternoon, he wasn't sure if he's coming back to work on Shabbos. So he comes back on Shabbos as if you hired him Shabbos morning to work on Shabbos. And therefore, that's how the Mugan Ram understands the Ramah. He says it's us, sir. If you, if you make a tonight that I'm paying you at the end of the day, which is very common when people hire someone, when you hire someone for a week or, or the like, but you tell them I'm paying you every day, you run into the Shiloh that it's not Bahavla. It's as if you did a Shiryan. Now, the Mugan Ram equates this to another case which is found in the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef quotes from the Shibali Haleket that, let's say, a person, the way he understands it is he's dealing with a pile, and you tell him, the pile tells the Balabas that I'm going to get paid at the end of each day. So the Maganaram says, you see, it's the same thing, that when you specify the amount, you make a, he says, Shiyavai Kachli Yoim, which comes out to X amount per day, that already is throwing off this heter of Havla. Now, the Beis Yosef does not go with the Shibali Halakat, and the Magan Ram says, what's the difference between the, this case of the Ramah, which is based on the Ran, and the case of the Shibali Halakat, and the Magan Ram is Machmer in both. That if anyone says, you break it down by the day, according to the Magan Ram, it's Aser, which is a big Chiddush, and based on the Magan Ram, let's have a waiter, and the waiter is billing by the hour, even though he has to work on Friday to set up the meals. Again, a, a, a from waiter, a, a Jewish waiter. He's setting up the meals on Friday. He's going to clean up much of Shabbos, but he gives you a, a, a itemized uh, invoice of per hour, how much you're paying per hour, and he says uh, this comes out to fifty dollars an hour, according to the Magen Avram, 
It's usher because you're, you're showing that each hour is individual and it's like a scheriyai. However, we're going to learn the Mishabura and and uh, again, there are different uh, mahalachim in the sugya, but I think the Mishabura has a very clear mahalach and it will help us understand where he argues in the Magan Avram. So there's two different topics here, two different cases. One case is where you have the pile, the employee is saying, I want to get paid X amount per hour, which comes, right? Even though he said, I'm hiring you for the month, he says, no, I charge $50 an hour. That's the case of the Shibali Heleket. Then you have the case of the Ran, where the Balabas says, I'm paying you X amount per day, which indicates that he has every right to fire him. So the Mishabura says the following. Now, if you look, where's the Morgan of Ram coming from? Where's the Ramah coming from? They're coming from the Ran in Ksubis. So there's a Gemara in Ksubis. This is the other source in Shas, which we quoted uh, Rashi before for the Isser of Schar Shabbos. There the Gemara deals with a Meredes. A woman is Meredes al-Baila. The Tzmachlik is in the Gemara if it's from Tashmish or from working, from Maisi Yedeha. So there's a Knas. This is Daf Samach Gilom and Aleph. A Meredes al-Baila. Poichasin lo miksubasa shiva dinarim b'Shabbos. One dinner per day, seven dinarim per Shabbos. That's the Halacha. If a woman is, sorry, if a man is Meredes, is Meredes on Al Ishtoi, it's only three dinarim per Shabbos. That's the halacha. So the Gemara asks, how come it's seven dinarim when the woman is married that we deduct from her ksuba, when the man is married, it's only three? So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, uh, well, there's two, two kashas. Why is it seven and why is it three? That's the first question. So the Gemara says, because for a man, it's more tsar. Go to the Shuk me. So you see that it's more the tsar for a man when his wife is Meredes on him, and therefore she has a bigger knas of seven dinarim. But for a woman, it's half. Half the tsar, it's only three. So the Gemara says, okay, well, do the math. Seven divided by two, what's half of seven? 3.5. So the Gemara says, well, well, we can't give Shabbos, that would be schar Shabbos. To give to give, that he would have to give more, let's say they got divorced, he'd have to give 200 zoz for the ksuba and 7 dinar or 3.5 per week. That would be schar Shabbos. The 0.5 shekel, the 0.5 dinner would be schar Shabbos. So the says, what's the difference? How come by her it's not schar Shabbos, but by him paying it's schar Shabbos? The says, it's very simple. When she's my redes, he doesn't get anything. He just gives her less when the time comes. So that doesn't look like schar Shabbos. It just, uh, there's a, instead of 200 zoos, he's giving her 175 zoos. You're not pointing out a specific, he's not charging her anything. He's not schar. He's not earning anything. When it comes to her, when he has to, when he, I'm sorry, when he comes to him being married on his wife, he has to add at the end by the, uh, on the ksuba, then it's going to be a line item that it's added. He's giving her more. That looks like schar Shabbos. That's the Gemara. Frek Duran, I don't understand. The Gemara says, it goes by seven dinarim a week, or three and a half dinarim a week. That's what it should have been. So why, well, how does it look like Schar Shabbos? Isn't this Havla? This is the case of Havla. You give 3.5 per week. You write one of the days of Shabbos. One second, I hire you for seven days. The Shulchan Aruch says, again, this is, the Ran is before the Shulchan Aruch, but if I hired you for a week, even though, yes, technically, I know my accountant tells me how much I should pay you per day. I hired you for the week. It's mutter, because Havla. And it's your your schiryaim in in regards to shomer sachar. You're definitely getting paid for Shabbos. We know we know exactly how much your daily wage is. So how come over there, it's not a problem. It's called havla, while over here it is called havla. So what's pshat? 
So the Ron answers that since if the husband would not be married anymore during the week, they would make up so that he wouldn't have to pay for Shabbos. Let's say he, they made up on Friday. So he only have to pay her, let's say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or th- Friday, whatever it is. So then he only has to pay three. This 0.5 is, would only be if they're still married on Shabbos. So it comes out that since it's not one big commitment that I owe you a salary, forget about you know severance package, that I owe you a full, I'm paying you for the job, and I can't back out, since every day is viewed independently, the Ryan says that that's not called Avla. That's called a schir yaim. Even though I'm giving you a full check for the week, for the month, but since it's being broken down by the day, the haraya, if the husband would, would be, a, if they would, they would, he would no longer be a moirid. He wouldn't have to pay for any day. This doesn't go by a week. You did four days of the week, so it's a whole week. It's not, it doesn't work like that. It goes per day. It's calculated per day. Anytime you're calculating per day, that's not called Havla. That's the sheet of the Ran, and that's what the Magan Ram says. That's how the Machs Shekel understands the Magan Ram. And based on that, anytime you're calculating by day or by hour, and it's one of those hours of Shabbos, you no longer have the Heter Havla. I have a beautiful Raya from the Gemarin Subis. Sounds like a beautiful Raya. So the Mishabura argues, and he says, he brings some Mishabura Yaakov, that's very different. When there's a husband and wife... The plan is, the goal is, the hope is that they should get back together again. That's the hope. When it comes to hiring someone, when someone says, I'm hiring you for the month, that's the plan, to be hired for the month. Yes, things might happen, and then he might get fired, or he might quit, but in that case, there's no, we're not expecting him to, to, uh, to, to leave him hanging. He hired him for the month, why else would he hire him for the month? He should have said, I'm hiring him for the day. Well, the whole purpose of the knas is, is that he should go back to... to Not be a murder anymore. So it's very hard to say I've loved Bechlal on that. So maybe that's the Mishibur, I mean, that's the Shlis Yaakov saying. It's a Shalom Bayis Vart. That's the point. Every inch of him is being monitored. He should come back to the fold, so to say. Right. So yeah, well, right, by, 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 and I'm asking. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the svar of the shvusiakrit. That, by marriage, that's the point. But in the case of, of uh, hiring a worker, if he said 30 days, why should we now assume that you're going to ha- fire him at any point? He does point out also, when it comes to the pile, and perhaps this is why the Beis Yosef didn't go with the Shibali Halakit. When it comes to, if you know if a pile says I'm only, uh, it's, it's per hour, and he sends him a bill per hour, doesn't make a difference. Even if you make it tonight, the halacha is based on the pasuk that a pile is allowed to quit at any point during the day. He's not a slave. He's not a mesharis. He's not a slave. He doesn't have to get paid. But a pile is always allowed to quit. It's a gerus akasiv avadim So even when a pile says something, it doesn't it didn't add anything to the condition, and therefore that's why the Beis Yosef argued in the Magen Avram. But either way, you have a Yisrael, the Sikha Machlekes, the Magen Avram, and the Mishaburah, which does come up, because many times a person, you think of Havla, you say, hold on a second, you're paying him uh, for a full week, but he's sending you a bill based on how many hours he worked. You have Mashkiach at a Chal of Yisrael farm. He's working on Shabbos, right? So again, it might be the Bar Mitzvah, but, but he's sending you based on how many hours he worked on Shabbos. So according to the Magen Avram, it's Aser, because he's billing by the hour. According to the Mishaburah, no, he was hired to do a full week to sit there on the farm. Why would we assume anything would change? He was hired for the week. That was the, that was the that was the that was the condition, and the mishabura is mako, 
And again, it's a shadow of the Rabbanon. I think we uh, think the minog is to go with the Mishnah The Mishnah does add that let's say you have a chazan. So we're not going to talk about Dvar Mitzvah Hetzer today. He says, let's, but if he's hired to daven for the entire year, which includes weekdays, so then that would, that would be considered havla, even though he's billing, you know, how, how many Shabbat somebody. It's a one full package. You hired him for the year. So that would be mutter. Rav Shlomo Zamanorah points out that that's only when there's a derech to do that. He talks about, let's say, a chazan for Yom and Aram. So a chazan for Yom and Aram, he should, according to the Rav Shlomo Zamanorah, should daven slichus uh, matzah Shabbos. Because then, that is something, especially if he sings, machnisi rachimim, or kaddish, he, he does something during the slichus that is taka worth money. So then you could say that, that's bahavla, as a full package, and he had some of it during chol. But let's say he just davens mara for the Yom on Yom Kippur. No one pays anyone to dive in, you know, for the Amr of Marav and Kippur, get out of there as soon as possible. So in that case, that would not be considered uh, Havla. That's what I thought. I thought, yeah, there's there's a few reasons why we dive in early on Kol Nidra, Kol Nidra early. First of all, you have Tosefis Yom Kippur. You have the Shailah of Talis, making a brach on the Talis. You have the Shailah of Nadarim by night. And you could add a fourth reason, that if the Chazan, sometimes in some shuls, the rabbi davens Kol Nidra, even when they hire a Chazan. The Rav does it, so it wouldn't help. But let's say you have a... You have a, a Kol Nidre, which is way before Shkia, so maybe, and he didn't do Kabbalah's Tosefis uh, Yom Kippur, so then maybe he would talk, uh, use that as Havla. But this is the Sugi of Havla. This is one aspect of Havla. We'll talk about a different aspect of Havla in a different uh, time. But this is a Hetar that, that is important. You have to do something. You have to be hired for something during the week, and you're getting paid as one, it's one big job, even though at the end of the day, you're going to send an itemized invoice per hour, according to the Mishibur, as long as you were hired for a week, for three days, to do this job. Let's say you have a babysitting program in shul. Many places, unfortunately, there's a, there, the taka is a problem of schar Shabbos. The ladies or the girls show up Shabbos morning, they watch the kids for two hours, and they send the bill $20 an hour after Shabbos. It's hard to say it's Dvar Mitzvah, and even then, Ein Rain Simen Bracha, the Torah doesn't go with that, what the better thing to do, at least for today, we have one hector, we'll talk about a different hector uh, next week, would be that if they have to clean up or prepare and pay them for it, and that's part of the job. Not that, oh, you also should do that and we'll also pay you. It has to be that this is the job. The job is to work Shabbos and Matzai Shabbos. So there's significant time Matzai Shabbos of cleaning up, let's say you're a waiter or the like, and then the payment goes for the entire thing. So then it's Behavla. But a person should know, let's say a waiter did not show up Matzai Shabbos to, to clean up. When he sends his itemized receipt, his randomized invoice, and he only worked on Shabbos, he no longer has the Heter Havla. He has to work Matzai Shabbos, and it has to be that that was the condition. The condi- condition was, it doesn't have to be a Tanai Kaful, but it has to be that that was the job. The job was to come Shabbos and Matzai Shabbos. We're paying you for all of it included in one check. Yeah, we, we know how many how many hours you worked. We don't go with the Magan Avram, we go with the Mishabura, that as long as it's hired for Shavua or for this hours before and after Shabbos, it's one check. So then, that would be mutter. Okay, so... It sounds sh- like you should insist on going to waiters. Sounds like... Yeah, but sometimes you have these... They, 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 they need jobs, so... Yeah, but you have Shabbos. If, if so they go... Why well, can't they... That, they don't want to schlep before Shabbos? They go set up before Shabbos. I don't think anyone... I think the waiters just show up, you know, whenever the... Let's say Shabbos Kiddush. They show up the Kiddush. Yeah, so it's, it's complicated, yeah, to pay them. There's a head to the... Prim- they're, they're gone by the afternoon already. They're gone. They're not going to be seen again. And they didn't come Friday to schlep the challenge and to set up anything? Usually it's different people. It's like the way to play gets paid. The way is generally come, show up for the job. 
So the question is, if the caterer, the firm caterer, has these people on his staff for the week, and they're hired to be available whenever he needs, so he could tell them, okay, you're working this home. Party planner pays them. Let's take any 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 place. Usually, they just show up. They just show up by day. Yeah, I think. It, I think if the before you pay, maybe just ask the the party planner or, or the the caterer. Maybe used to work. I don't know. Yeah, you have in other places. Yeah, you, you have a rabbi. Sometimes a rav for just for Shabbos. So he or a bakari. He lanes on Shabbos. So we'll see next week. The Aruch HaShulchan has a hat to maybe preparing, but the Torah didn't say that when it comes to the Kiyah Shaifer. Very few places can go with that. That preparation is what you get paid for. And unless you're going with Dvar Mitzvah, it's not so simple. There is a hat to the Prima Gadim that if it's not a, uh, uh, a typical business arrangement, it's a matana. The Shul gives uh, the Bakari, I don't know, $1,000 a year as a matana before Yantif or something like that, where th- there was no condition, there was no hischaivas. It was simply a matana. They give him a, a gift. So then, um, that would work, but well, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot going on. It's not so easy. And the babysitters for sure. People use babysitters for shoppers. Yes, it's a problem because they're not. Um, so it has to be matana. That's they don't speak out. They have to be the type of girls that would do it best, and they would do it for free. And you give them a gift after shoppers. You buy them something, or you give them a gift. But to hire them, they are being oivernisser drabanan, and you, you might even be oivernisser deraisa of lifnei ever. Imagine a shul is doing lifna ever for babysitting. It doesn't. It, I, I never understood it. You have to. We'll talk about a, a separate hetter, a, a different hetter in Havla, but we'll have to see the night of the next week regarding McVoice and doctors. Mitzvah, we'll see that next week. Oh yeah.